You have questions? We have answers. We're two Southern moms on the backside of raising kids. And we have some things to say. We've lived life, made mistakes, and learned some lessons. Join us for answers to the questions you just want to ask your mom. Hey, welcome to another Just Ask Your Mom podcast. I'm Renee Sproles. And I'm Bonnie Blaylock. And today is Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. Well, this is a kind of actually love it or hate it kind of holiday, isn't it, Bonnie? I think so. It can be really disheartening for people. Single people have a hard time with this holiday. Um, People who have just broken up with their girlfriend or boyfriend or widows. Right. Widowers. Yeah. They all can have trouble. And kids. And kids, too. Can have trouble. Because the holiday typically celebrates couples and love and friendships. And if you happen to not have a big love life, then where does this leave you? Right. (laughs) Well, let's try to look at it positively and see it as just one more chance to spread love into the world, whether you happen to be paired or single. Right. So I think it's worth looking at the definition. Okay, what is love? If we're going to spread love on Valentine's Day, what is it? That's a deep question. It is. So contrary to popular culture's opinion, uh, like The Bachelor objectification, which oh yeah, let's yuck, be honest, yuck. everyone knows I hate that. So we'll just put that it. out I there. I hate it so much too. Um, or this love should make me happy, or there's one true love kind of thing. In my opinion, love is a verb. Yes, and it's tell a choice. Us more. So when we look at some of the earliest one another commands in Scripture, like for example the Ten Commandments, um, we see that others are not for our dismissal. And they're not for our consumption. Oh, I love that. Which I got from actually a class that you taught. So <laughs> full disclosure. I love that. And I love that I don't remember saying that. <laughs> but it's true. I mean, we're image bearers of God. And so we are called to love every person we encounter on some level. And mm-hmm. then there's these varying levels of friendship, love, and then intimate love with your spouse, a romantic relationship kind of love, love right. for your children. Yes. Love for your enemies. <laughs> That's a hard one. It's a really hard one. Happy so, Valentine's Day, enemies. Yeah. <laughs> it's really something to think about uh, because love in its realest, truest sense is a repeated choice to continue in relationship with another person despite. Yeah. You can like someone because of what they do for you, but you love someone through the all those. That's right. Although you're the loudest breather I have ever known, I'm going to love you anyway. And although you never clean the clumps out of your hairbrush, I love you anyway. Although you never pick your socks up off the floor, I will love you anyway. (laughs) Although I have to remind you to take out the trash, I will love you anyway. (laughs) That's right. So the happiest couples are the ones who move past their difficulties and their bumps to the other side. Mm -hmm. We've said this before in other podcasts. Yeah, there's research that actually proves that. Absolutely. There's statistics that prove it. We're not going to tell you them right now. Go listen to the other podcasts. <laughs> but these couples are made stronger for having had to communicate and forge their way through obstacles. They're actually happier on the other side of those obstacles. Yeah. Happier because they've made it past the all those. Mm-hmm. So I through love the all that. those. I, I love, love it. So it's not the ones necessarily with the fairy tale proposals or the ones who accept the rose. <laughs> Right. It's not even about volcanic chemistry or this undeniable attraction. It's just the daily small choices and sacrifices that we make for one another. If you have kids, you know what I'm talking about. You love them. You're going to get up in the night. You're going to feed them. You're going to wipe up the spit up. You're going to change their diaper. All the yucky things you're going to do because of you love them. Oh, yeah. That was such a next level love for me. 
becoming a mom and doing those things. Mm -hmm. Um, Loving, because, you know, really in the beginning, they give you very little back. There's the smiles and the snuggles and those are sweet, but... um, the, the ratio of what you're giving to what they're giving you, it's really, really a vast <laughs> chasm, right? Exactly. <laughs> and it doesn't actually increase for quite a while. So you just stick with it and show up and stay. And you have that partnership and commitment. Um, and kind of just laugh about it. Good sense of humor. Yeah, it's, it's just, it's really, really beautiful. So as for this holiday that celebrates love, Valentine's, I was surprised to find out, has deep roots in Christian history. Yeah. So I did not learn this until my kids were listening to Adventures in Odyssey, which mm-hmm. is a focus on the family production. If you're not listening to that with your like, elementary age kids, stop this podcast right now and go <laughs> find it online. It's just an amazing, amazing tool in your toolbox to help mentor your children and help them think uh, with a Christian worldview. So the story of St. Valentine is while we why we got this the name of this holiday. Mm-hmm. And if you're looking for the Focus on the Family episode, I'll just tell you, it's called The Last I Do, and we'll have the link to it on our websites. So my kids knew more about this holiday than I did because they listen to it again and again and again. Mm-hmm. I might catch it in the car on occasion, yeah, but they're listening it's... to it at home. And So the story is set during the reign of Emperor Claudius II at a time when the Roman army was involved in many bloody and unpopular military campaigns. So Claudius, it seems, was having difficulty recruiting soldiers. Okay. So he believed the reason was that men did not want to leave their lovers or their families. So as a result, he canceled all marriages and engagements in Rome. (laughs) Claudius, terrible, (laughs) terrible. So um, Valentine was a Christian priest who aided his fellow believers by performing secret marriages in defiance of the emperor's decree. I love that (laughs) so much. So as a result, he was arrested and dragged before the prefect of Rome who condemned him to death. He suffered martyrdom on the 14th day of February, about the year 270 AD. There we go. And that's why we love each other. That's why we give each other notes and things. And talk about that self-sacrificing love. Right. What a beautiful genesis for this holiday. Mm Mm-hmm. So, um, actually, in addition to the U.S., it's only celebrated in Canada, Mexico, the U.K., France, and Australia. Not all over the world. So, not everybody appreciates his sacrifice. I knew that. Yeah, I didn't I'm not surprised Russia doesn't celebrate this. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so we didn't, um, in America, we didn't exchange these little handmade Valentines until the early 1700s. And then by the middle of the 18th century, friends and lovers of all classes exchanged these handwritten notes or tokens. And I remember, you can sort of find them online, these little Victorian, you know, lace snippets and things like that. If you like to read uh, the classics, they're, they're all sprinkled throughout there. But in the 1840s, Esther Howland began selling the first mass-produced Valentines in America. She's known as the mother of the Valentine. And she made these elaborate creations like I was talking about with lace and ribbons and colorful pictures. Well, today, according to the Greeting Card Association, an estimated 145 million Valentine's Day cards are sent each year. So it's the second largest card sending holiday of the year. More than at Christmas. More than Christmas? More than Christmas, yep. What's the first one, I wonder? I don't know. Mother's Uh, Day, probably. I hope. It ought to be. Better be. (laughs) It ought to be. (laughs) 
So we have this Esther Howland lady to thank for the Valentine box phenomenon that descends on classrooms in America every February. Oh, the Valentine boxes. <laughs> yes. So if you're listening to this today, you've already done the scramble. You already know. Oh, hopefully your night was not terrible. But um, <laughs> even in preschool, like when my kids were in school, we knew each year we had to save those shoe boxes because we were going to be asked to decorate them and bring in a Valentine's box for the class party. So you had to have shoe boxes. Um, that meant mom usually is going to scavenge glue and paper and ribbons and stickers to create these mailboxes so that everybody in the class can deliver the Valentine's to each each student. So do you remember doing that when you were little? I do, but I remember using cigar boxes. Oh. <laughs> Hello, 70s, where That's... smoking wasn't... <laughs> right a socially <laughs> alienating that. habit <laughs> that's awesome but I loved it I actually got such a thrill for this holiday in school yeah. I loved doing it I don't I need, need to ask my mom what's your perspective on Valentine's Day I yes. bet it was a lot of work for her with three kids I don't think my mom helped us a lot it was just back then you didn't care so much it wasn't such a big competition really with the box thing you just had to bring in a box right but I loved I've always wanted to be a mailman so oh. or a mail delivery person <laughs> whatever you want to say so I always thought it was cool to actually deliver letters and put them in the slots of each especially when I was little so right oh go. that's so cute weird fun fact so by the time your kids were in school Bonnie because you know we homeschooled what were we gonna do three three boxes for the three of us and Stick Valentine's in each other's yeah, boxes. Yeah, right. So did your, was it more of um, a thing when your kids to, to really have a very decorated box and make it look really, really good? Or was it just whatever? Like no, you yeah, it up? was. We were, uh, even in kindergarten, I remember doing it. We had a big, there's this huge class party and everything's red and pink. I'm sure the boys loved it. Right. And we had, you know, the red juice and the punch and the cupcakes and everything, red hots everything everyone had to bring special it was not enough to just bring a valentine you had to bring like a special candy or a lollipop or something too so it was kind of a mini halloween by the end of the day oh wow lots and lots of sugar yeah um but we had when we were little we didn't really have a rule because nobody was special and self-esteem really wasn't a thing back then <laughs> you had to drum up your own self-esteem right. back then <laughs> so you just gave valentines to whoever you wanted to give valentines to and you didn't have to give one to everyone Oh, so really? there was always popular kids that got <gasps> all the Valentines and it could be harsh. There were some kids that didn't get very many at all. Oh, that's sad. It is sad. I don't so, like that. No. And it kind of defeats the purpose of the whole day. Right. Makes yeah. them sad by the end of the day. So but in my kids classes, they always had to give everyone a Valentine. Yeah. In my classes, we had to give everyone a Valentine. I went to a small Christian school. So Good on them for making yes. sure everyone was Don't feeling Don't leave anybody loved. out. Don't be mean. Right. Right. Yeah. So that means, though, that the boys have to give one to all the girls, and the girls have to give one to all the boys. You know, in elementary school, that's awkward, and you're like, ew. Ew. Gross. Yeah. I but, am kind of yeah. glad we got to pass on that action, just because I feel like kids get pushed earlier and earlier into seeing each other as romantic that's true. Objects yeah. Instead of this love that we were talking about at the beginning, which is a um, self-sacrificing love and appreciating the image of God in someone else yeah. kind of love. And it goes straight to romantic, which just tells you where a culture is. Yeah. Or it? just philia, you know, yes, friendship, friendship, love, love, which is giant. And we need more of in the world let's just focus on that between kiddos yes yes girls and girls boys and boys and girls and boys yeah all of it be friends beautiful so, so it was always tough finding boy decoration stuff 
for their boxes. Oh, I guess you know? it would be. Because Ben's like, I don't care. I don't want it to be, like, can we make a black box, you know, with Darth Vader on it? <laughs> Super Valentine's. <laughs> no, no, you're going to have to be a little more. Yeah. How about we go with like a off white? Can we do that? Oh, that's funny. Yeah. How can we rope Darth Vader into the theme of love on Valentine's? That's a stretch. That's a real hard one. Well, father, child, you know, Luke. <laughs> Yeah. I am your father. But he was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. So um, do you have any kind of funny stories about this time with your kids? Since I didn't do it with my kids, I don't have any funny stories about like when you were decorating the boxes or like any epic fails or anything. Oh, gosh. One year, I don't know what I was thinking. I was in like super Pinterest mode before there was a Pinterest and decided, I don't know, we had 20, 25 kids in each class, right? So my kids picked out the Valentines. This was before Ben was in school. So Savannah picked out what she wanted and I made her write the names on everybody's, um, you know, the outside envelope or whatever. That's a lot of writing for a little kid. It is. And that maybe that was part of the exercise. You could sort of sneak it in there as a teaching lesson for handwriting. But then I went out and I bought these buttons. Okay. I don't know. And I sewed, hand sewed them onto each one of the cardboard cards, you know, with a little message and a little sticker and a little candy that went with it and the next day she delivered them you know why why did I stay up and do all that stuff all night long what what kid in kindergarten why (laughs) is gonna appreciate that and think it was probably for the moms you know when they went through at home I was probably thinking they're gonna think I'm such a good mom because look how good I did with this valentine's introspectively that's always a good question to be asking yourself lame as you're really caring about (laughs) that's right well it was very loving and maybe there was a little self-promotion tied in there. Whatever. But it's also preci- preciousness of others. We're going to call it that. Sure. I'm way past that now. We're just for the record, I would never do that now. So don't, don't stress yourself out and do that for some dumb competition in your head. Well, we, okay, as I've already said, we didn't do this for obvious reasons. Yeah. And we didn't have like a co-op or a tutorial at the time, like in the elementary years that did it either. But one year... When we were living in Indianapolis, I decided to do a big Valentine's thing. So Mm -hmm. we decided, I said, hey, do you want to invite the kids on the cul-de-sac to a Valentine's party after school? Okay. And I gave them a budget. And so it became like an economics lesson. So here's how much money you have to spend. I think at that time it was like $10 or $15 that you could spend. And we went to the dollar store and we got decorations and we got ingredients to make like cookies and maybe bought little treats and Mm -hmm. candy treats and things. And we threw this big party. We had games like shoot the Nerf dart into the heart on the sliding glass window. I mean, sliding glass door and... It was really fun. It was a great, huge success in so many ways. Educational, loving your neighbor, all those things. I only did it once, though. Yeah. It's a lot of work. <laughs> it is. <laughs> and they learned that lesson. They don't need to learn They learned again. it. We good to go. I'm calling that one success. So that was that was mostly the only thing we did that I can remember. So bless those teachers. Oh, my word. Yes. On top of everything else they have to do, they got to judge the boxes. They got to make sure all these hopped up kids are putting them in the right slots and nobody's getting upset and all the spilled juice and the glitter on the floor bless so many things <laughs> oh and wait we have to do math and english oh my gosh oh. <laughs> when they're so out of the mood for that right right they are like immediate ticket to heaven oh so moms today when your kids get home from school after you've cleaned up the glitter and the piles of sticky spilled fun dip best candy ever yeah <laughs> you may Take a candy tax from your children's Valentine's Hall. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. There's always a there's always a parent tax on candy. And if your kids protest, remind them that the very same thing happened to Halloween and that this is something that you as a parent are bound by holiday laws to do. They'll understand when they're older. And we're pretty sure it's in the Bible somewhere. Oh yeah, it's a paraphrase, but yeah. it's in there. Yeah, Second Ecclesiastes chapter three or something like that. Candy tax. <laughs> yeah. Thou shalt. Absolutely. Oh. Uh, so I remember in elementary school, I we it was after elementary school we didn't really do this anymore you know you're in the middle school thing that's when you're writing your own personal notes to your your people whatever but um there was always like a secret admirer or you always got this one valentine that didn't say who it was from Mm -hmm. and then it was a big mystery and everyone had to be you know in on the intrigue Mm -hmm. i remember in high school i moved from that small private christian school to a big public high school and people always got flowers on Valentine's yes. Day. Yes. That was a big deal to have your name called from the office. Yes. So, or someone would come knock on your classroom door and say you had a delivery. And I always wanted, I mean, I didn't even have a boyfriend. What was I thinking? <laughs> Just hope against hope. Was I going to get flowers? Maybe I'll get flowers. No, I never got flowers. <laughs> but that was a big deal. That was kind of the yes. the equivalent in high school. I think now that I'm remembering it in, in middle school, high school, they used this as a time for fundraising so they did candy grams and so there was always a thing some club somewhere was going to do a valentine heart and you could go and pay a dollar or 50 cents and have it sent they would deliver it throughout the day to your classroom just like that it could be from a friend or a guess who or a secret admirer and it was always a thing how many candy grams did you get during the day oh that is a very clever capitalistic move yeah (laughs) it was like high five on that yep wow well done well done so, okay, you didn't do school traditions necessarily with your kids because you didn't have big class parties. But did you do something else just personally in your oh, family? We did. We did. We. I have never met another family who has this special visitor. Me neither. So I think it's funny. <laughs> we have the Valentine's man. Okay. So when I was a little girl, the Valentine's man would ring our doorbell incessantly ding 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 (laughs) early valentine's morning and we my brothers and i would go running down the hall running down the hall race to the front door and sitting on the front doorstep would be a box of chocolates for each of us from the valentine's man and it was such a thrill and what a fun fun tradition for us to to do and so when your friends were never like "Mm, we don't have a valentine yeah they were and i was like well that's really too bad for you (laughs) I was not at my height of empathy oh, in like no. third grade. I yes, can tell like you that you are for sure. Now. It was a slow <laughs> go and we're, I'm still not, I've not climbed that hill very high as you know, Bonnie. But yeah, no, they it never dawned on me as a younger child that like nobody else's family had this. So mm-hmm. this was really big fun. So when our children were little, we said, oh yes, the Valentine man lives on. Yeah. And he would ring the doorbell and they would he would leave a little bag of treats on the front doorstep because a box of chocolate. I'm like, I don't want to do all that sugar. Like an Easter basket kind of deal. Yes, like okay. a little Easter basket, but just in a paper sack, mm-hmm. a decorated sack. And so the kids loved it. They would every year they would race and the night before they'd be like, we're going to catch him this year. We're going to catch him. <laughs> One year Houston actually got kind of irritable and angry that he missed it. And he was going to have to wait a whole nother year. And I kind of felt bad. <laughs> it's <laughs> like, no, no, this is supposed to be fun. Yeah. <laughs> Exciting. <laughs> Joyful. Time. So we, we did it for years and years. And then even after they, well, if you would like to turn the podcast off at this point, moms, um, if you have small children with you, you can do so. Okay. And after they learned that it was actually me and David uh-huh. <laughs> doing it, it was still fun. We still did it. It's just a family tradition. And even now, 
Um, my parents transitioned once we became adults, and so we are doing this as well. You give a Valentine's card, and we give them some money to go out to dinner. Oh, that's sweet. Because they're young adults, and money is tight, and that's yeah. just a fun treat. That was such a blessing for us as a young couple that we would not have gone out to eat. If you've listened to other episodes, you knew that that was yeah. really tight. We could pay a sitter, or we could go out to eat, you know, if a family member could watch them. So that was a big treat for us. So Valentine's Man, like, that's I highly fun. encourage you. And well, how did they not catch him? If you're running that fast to the door and you get a ding, 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 where, where did he go? So, so my dad would ring the doorbell and then just run around and walk in the back door of the house. And we're all at the front oh, of I the see. house. So um, it depends on how the layout of your house, how easy that is <laughs> yeah, to like do. Yeah, like apartment building or something. Yeah. How are you going to do that? Yeah. So um, David would do the same thing. He would ring the doorbell. And the kids are so caught up in the thrill of yeah. running to the door. They don't ever notice. Like, <laughs> hey, dad's never walking with us to the door. <laughs> yeah. You know, or mom, depending on the person. So I love that. That's really yeah, fun. A lot of fun. That's super fun. Well, so it was kind of a milestone when you didn't have to do a box for the class party anymore. And it was one of those things that I didn't really notice that we weren't doing. You know how you never know when it's the last time your kid's going to sit in your lap. That's the worst memory. Just, like just thinking about that going, I wish I would have savored it more. Yeah, like when did that stop happening? Yes. So I... Don't remember the year that we, I it dawned on me, oh, look, we're not doing a class Valentine's box anymore. We just didn't do it. It was one thing off my list, but I kind of miss them. And like you said, Bob would be occasionally, when she was older, send flowers to the school for Savannah. Or we'd stick something in their lunchbox or backpack for them to share with their friends. But um, That's really nice. And it kind of ended. I like that idea that the dad kind of takes that role with both son and daughter yeah. to like put a little note in or put a little treat in there because that is the role he's, he's playing Ma- yeah. in their lives mm-hmm. um, until they have that special someone. Yeah. He's, oh, he's the Valentine. Good man. job, Bob. Good job, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> so as for mom and dad, as for Bob and me, I'm not a big gift person. And he figured that out really early on because uh, he'd bring home flowers and be really sweet. And I'd be like, well, you know, we could have spent this money on something else or these are just going to die. <laughs> so he was kind of like, you know what? I'm not doing flowers anymore. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, just give me a kiss and let's go have dinner or something. But um, but we don't like the hassle of restaurants at Valentine's Day. We don't like crowds. Um, usually the prices are jacked up, that kind of thing. So we'll just go have lunch. It doesn't have to be a big deal. But just I, something. I like that too. Yeah, we said the same thing. Same with the flowers. You know, David was so kind. And he was bringing me fresh flowers. Not just Valentine's Day, but like different occasions. Just randomly. Yeah, just Like, because. I love you. Mm-hmm. And here's some flowers. And I was like, those are dying. <laughs> they look great, but they will be dead in just a few days. And all that money we could have spent on something else. So I just said, you know, we're going to be married a really long time. Could you please bring me a piece of cake? <laughs> If you want to bring me a gift, I would love for you to bring me a piece of cake. And there at the go. time, we had a jack-in-the-box and the, in town that had just like a slice of chocolate cake. How Okay. Two dollars. One and done. Yep. Yes. And then when he would be in Nashville, he might stop at a bakery and get like a Boston cream cake, mm-hmm. which is really fun and fancy. And just just communicate. That's a I'm great saying. lesson. Yeah. I mean, then you've, you've lowered expectations or done away with them all together. So there's no disappointment. You're just like, hey. If you ever want to do this, here's the thing you can do. Yeah, because gift giving was his number one love language, which I did not know at the time. And so, of course, he was going to bring me gifts, not only on Valentine's Day, but other times. So we just needed to communicate and so that that and gift giving was my lowest. Yes. So it really didn't take all that much. Yeah. To to please (laughs) me. To fill that little tank. Right. So give your spouse the answers to the test. Okay. Yes. 
like in all areas, not just Valentine's Day, but give them, they need to be able to pass the test of you. Give them the answers. Why do you want to make it this competition? It does not need to be a mystery. My grandmother always said, if your husband does not know when your birthday is and that it is coming, that is your fault. Oh, she okay. just said, you know, it was your responsibility to be sure, like to set them up for success. Yes. I mean, in an ideal world, they'll be remembering. But honestly, there's a lot going on in life. There, Come yeah, on. Just say like, you know, I was thinking about for my birthday, we might do such and such. And they'd be like, oh, yeah, birthday. Right. Need, let, them, to- let them get on board a little <laughs> bit. And they'd be like, did you remember? I bet you didn't remember. No, 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 no. Yeah. Yeah. It's so true. So. Yeah, so just talk about it. What are your expectations? We're like you, Bonnie. We did not want to go out on the night when it was crowded and mm-hmm. pay a sitter and all the things. So we just planned a different time. Plus, we were having date night every week, as I've said. Right, over the, yeah. So it wasn't Every week special. of the year. There was 52 dates mm-hmm. in a year. And so, you know, my life was Valentine's Day. <laughs> Let's just say it. Like, it was great. I loved those dates. They were such a blessing to me and that he would take the time to like schedule them in around work and other things Mm -hmm. that we were doing like that was such an act of love and intention that yeah it was fine with me valentine's day not doesn't matter yeah i guess that's how we were too i know i don't really even need a card or anything because you're doing what you need to be doing generally most of the time um but he liked to do a grand gesture every now and then so that's fine too and that's he wants to do something romantic and fun that's a good reminder to wives because i noticed at one point david had asked me like three different times if he could buy me this particular thing and it was kind of big mm-hmm. and I was like oh no I don't need that I don't need that and finally by the third time he asked me it was as if the Lord just kind of tapped me on the shoulder and said do you think he maybe just wants to do this for you <laughs> as a loving husband you have the ability to do it let him let him do this for you mm-hmm. and I was like I'm stealing his joy yeah yeah by not letting him get me a what he wants to get me mm-hmm. in, in this season of life it was like no let him do that yeah let him do that for you yeah well the same thing works for if you are raising your kids and it's little you know and he wants to bring you flowers for that one day fine then be appreciative of the flowers for the one day and don't say well that could have died <laughs> i mean <laughs> thank you very much for doing that and and love that for him totally good lesson so very good lesson yeah can we talk for one minute jump back to teens because here's the deal i think it's tricky do you think it's tricky with teens, especially like maybe if you have a teen, if we have moms listening, who have teens who are dating and it's Valentine's Day and you're walking that fine line mm-hmm. between like what's appropriate to do for Valentine's Day and, and how can we, and even if they're not dating someone, how can we capitalize on this opportunity where our whole culture is talking about love okay. to, um, to really make a lesson? Cause we've talked about focus on the family. Mm-hmm. The last I do l- listen to that with your, elementary age children but I've got some questions here I think that would be worth asking your teen children great in light of Valentine's Day I got these from focus on the family full disclosure they have great resources great resources and I would just recommend hopping on their website if you ever have a topic that you're like hmm what how can I help Mm -hmm. reinforce this with my children they usually have something that will help you so one of the things you could discuss is listing the definition or the the characteristics I guess of the difference between true love and infatuation. Oh, yeah. Because sure. the teen years are full of infatuation, mm-hmm. or can be, mm-hmm. especially depending on your child's personality. And, you know, place those lists side by side and just say, hey, what do you want? What would you want in your life if you were receiving love? Would you want infatuated love directed towards you or would you want 
long-term long-term that's right love is described in scripture Mm -hmm. we encouraged our kids as they started to be attracted to someone of the opposite sex to make lists oh yeah so we said make a list so as you get to know them what are you liking about them what are you disliking to help them kind of be Mm self-aware and real quickly at one point my daughter was like wow i'm seeing this quality in this boy that i do not like at all Mm -hmm. he is short-tempered and my dad is so patient. I I don't think I'd want to be in a relationship with someone with that short of a temper. Right. And I was like, oh, that's such good self-awareness mm-hmm. that you could see that. I think in high school, middle school too, even earlier, like you said, down into elementary school these days, there's just this pressure to have a boyfriend, yes. have a girlfriend. It doesn't even matter, you know, if they're even necessarily good, just because you need to just have one for status or for proof of something that you're worthy. I'm not really sure what the proof is. And you're, I mean, it's okay to be interested and make lists and all the things that you're talking about. That's wise, I think, to do. But um, I think it's a good question to just ask, why do you feel you have to have that? Oh, that's a great question. What is it that that's doing for you? And I can remember as a young woman thinking like, I want to be wanted. I want to be loved. And my dad did a really good job of making me feel wanted and loved, Mm -hmm. esteemed Mm -hmm. and empowered. And yet I still had that little niggling feeling of like, there's something missing. It would have helped me to be able to talk that out and kind of understand it better Mm -hmm. instead of just kind of stuffing it down and hiding it. Yeah. And these are, these are weird, awkward conversations maybe and your teens are probably going to be like, whatever. So do it when you're driving and you don't have to look face to face or do it when you're doing another activity and you're just kind of casually mentioning it. But it is worth bringing up more than once. Yeah. Not just on Valentine's Day, but more than once. It's a good relationship conversation. Absolutely. You can discuss your your children's friends relationships as well. That's a safe. That's great. um, Thing to do and say, okay, how do you see them interacting? What do you think they're getting right? You know, what do you find that you might do differently? How are they changing in this relation? Mm-hmm. Like themselves, do you see them changing their personalities or their likes or dislikes for someone else? What does that make you feel like? And that's inevitable in relationship. Yeah. And that can go for the better or the worse, mm-hmm. right? In marriage, we hope that that's always for the better. We're bringing out the best in each other. Mm-hmm. That is leads into this other question I was thinking, Bonnie, is talk about the signs or evidence of true love. Mm-hmm. So what really is loving? Kind of like you mentioned at the beginning. What does that actually look look like? most teens are not up for loving through the all though oh gosh no this is just the very beginning it's It's like puppies trying to learn to play with one another and they bite and they tumble and yeah this is fun and then they're tired and they go take a nap what can you do for me how can you make me feel yeah a particular way what do I look like when I'm with you how do you increase my status you know what are people thinking about with the two of us together because if it's not it's not just any boyfriend it's gonna be the right boyfriend right so all of those are quite shallow not true love examples. No, they're not. And moving to the third question I was um, that I really liked from Focus on the Family is taking a critical look at television, movies, music lyrics, greeting cards, and discern what messages they're communicating. Mm. Unpack them, look at them through a Christian worldview, and go, what do they get right? What do they get wrong? Yeah. You know, I was doing this with Emma. and um, Okay, true confessions here. We were listening to Megan Trainer. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of great <laughs> lyrics from Megan Trainer. Don't know that I would recommend this for you moms, but anyway, we did it, and I was noticing that so much of Megan Trainer's lyrics—they're all about love, right? They're all about falling in love, sure. falling out of love, 
sex, all of mm-hmm. those things, a lot of them are really describing the kind of love that Christ has for us or that we should have for Christ. Mm. It's this, you know, this very intense, focused, kind of climactic love uh-huh. that is really as a, as a spiritual need that's not being filled and she's filling it as, as so many of us are oh yeah the world does with this other physical mm-hmm. kind of love and I was like wow I never thought about how many of our love songs are actually describing really poetically like a misplaced thing um, yeah, yeah it's yeah. actually they're what they're describing and what they're wanting is what only God can give mm. Like that's humans a, are not really designed to give that kind of love. And that's a great conversation to have with your kids, your young adult kids too. They're, Absolutely. Yeah, that's, that's a know, good preparation for how do you find a marriage partner? How do you how do you look for someone that's... A marriage partner even is not going to fulfill everything that you... Absolutely Dream not. of and better, a fairy tale love. <laughs> better to learn that sooner rather than later. Yeah, talk about that ahead yeah. of time. So those, I just thought, hey, that is a great, this is a great time. Yeah. The whole month of February, there's... There's so much focus on uh, love, yeah. That those you can have those conversations with your teens, mm-hmm. and it really does help yourself as everything in parenting. <laughs> it helps right. you have a more clear idea of what real love is, what what um, kind of love you should have for your spouse, for your children, for your friends, for your neighbor, and your enemy. That's right. All the all of the people, all of the things. That's awesome. So just remember today to demonstrate at least some time uh, for your kids with mom and dad together just so you know we love you we're going on a date without you oh <laughs> just just yes. keep demonstrating the solidness of mom and dad because that's what your kids need to see and whether whether you go out on a date or not whether it's just hey we're gonna have a we're gonna share a cookie just us in the kitchen that's that's fine it doesn't have to be a big gesture but um, demonstrate that somehow today yeah. that mom and dad love each other Give each other a good long hug. Yeah, gross them out. One time, David <laughs> discovered he went looking for this statistic, which you can find almost any <laughs> statistic sure. online, a, that a 20-second hug reduces stress and raises serotonin levels. Yes. And if you do it daily, 20 seconds is a long time. It is a time. very long time. That's yes. a long time to <laughs> hug. And so for a good little stretch, it was a daily 20-second hug, which got to be like laughter and ha, ha, ha. And then the kids would laugh because, oh, yep, dad's got mom in that 20-second hug. That's nice. <laughs> yes, that is a super fun thing to do. And it does, it actually kind of clears the air and it kind of gets rid of when it when you get to the laughter part. If you had a little uh, tiff or something earlier, it kind of dispels all that. Touch is good. So good. So good. Try that. So... Happy Valentine's Day, listeners. Happy happy Heart Day. And if you want to find these resources that we mentioned, especially from Focus on the Family, they'll be on our website at justaskyourmom.com. And you can follow us on Facebook at Just Ask Your Mom and on Instagram at Just Ask Your Mom Podcast. And we would love for you to rate the podcast and leave a review if you're listening. And better yet, subscribe so you'll get each new episode every Monday. If you have questions or topic suggestions, you can always email us, Just Ask Your Mom podcast at gmail.com and we'll see you next time on just Just ask Ask your mom. mom